0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Millions of Americans are out of work right now, and many of them will be having a tough time getting through the next several weeks. One option that has been opened up is the ability of some people to be able to tap their 401k to take out as much as $100,000 without penalty. Now, that is a change from normal operations. People who tap those accounts, like the 401k or potentially 403b, usually have to pay a penalty for doing so. And while that may be a necessity for some people, is it the right move to make in the first place? Olivia Mitchell is a professor of business economics and risk management and insurance at the Wharton School. She's also director of the Pension Research Council, and she joins us on the line right now. Olivia, great as always to talk to you. Hope you're doing well through all of this.
1: Pleasure to be with you. Yes, thank you.
0: All right, so let's dig into this. Uh, Give us a sense uh, of of this move uh, in, the, in the scope of the, the CARES Act and what kind of impact it could potentially have uh, by allowing people to take money out of their 401Ks without penalty.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, so there's really two avenues by which people can take money out of their 401K um, under the new CARES Act. And one would be to take a loan from your plan. You're only allowed to borrow what we call vested withdrawals. That is, the amount of money that you've put in is always available for you, and the amount of matching funds, if any, that the employers put in is available if you've met the employer's vesting rule, which is usually a year. Um, So, these would be loans, um, and what's been waived under the bill is the 10% early withdrawal if you're younger than 59 and a half. Um, And this is open, this window is open as long as your employer permits loans. It is voluntary, that is, it is up to the employer whether he or she wants to allow you to take a loan. And so some plans do not permit it, and therefore you will not be able to access it unless the plans are amended. Another point is that um, in the past, there was a mandatory 20% income tax. That was subtracted from the amount you could withdraw. This was essentially a prepay for the income taxes that you would have to pay on the withdrawal later. This has also been suspended for now. And um, you will have to pay tax on the income on the withdrawals, but the income tax due on these distributions can now be spread out over three years. Whether or not that's a good idea depends on your likely tax bracket this year, next year, and the year after, which is, of course, hard to judge at this point.
0: We're joined by Olivia Mitchell of the Warren School. Now, having talked with you the the numerous times that I have had over the last few years, uh, I I know how much you are are somebody that that is – looking at how many people have 401ks, the need to have them. Obviously, this is not going to impact everybody that has lost their job because many of those people will not have a 401k in the first place. But I know you are somebody that believes in saving all that money and not really tapping into it until you really need it. So is this an idea you believe in general is a good idea?
1: Well, I'm a reluctant uh, fan, I guess, reluctant because you really should think twice if not three times before taking the money out. Um, If you have borrowed from the plan, then you have to pay it back over a period of time plus interest if you still have a job. And um, if you lose the job, then you have to repay it all plus interest. Um, So, that gets to be a difficult quandary for people that have lost their jobs. Now, people can, if they've lost their jobs, withdraw from their retirement savings without this uh, 10% penalty, but like I say, many plan providers won't give you access. and I think it's fair to say that plan sponsors are in a bit of a quandary. Because on the one hand, they understand their employees and former employees are hurting financially and they want to give them access to the, to the assets. On the other hand, they understand that these are supposed to be retirement monies yeah. and people should do whatever they can to avoid taking it. So maybe if you've been wise, you've put together some emergency savings. This is the time to tap that. Maybe you could apply for a personal loan. Um, maybe, um, there's, you can borrow from your relatives, you know, everybody's in this t- together now. And so avoiding taking the, uh, withdrawal to my mind is a better option unless you really have no other
0: choice. Is there a way that a company that did not allow, uh, employees to take this money out? Is, is there a way that companies could switch that philosophy or change that philosophy, at least in the short term, to allow it on a temporary basis because of what we're going through?
1: So it is possible for a plan sponsor, an employer, to change the rules, that is to permit loans and to permit hardship withdrawals, um, but it usually takes a 30-day uh, announcement ahead of time. You can't just go change the rules willy-nilly. Right. And so um, it might even take 90 days if you're talking about uh, suspending the match. This is something, by the way, a lot of plan sponsors are worried about. They're suffering cash flow problems. So the employer you know, is trying to keep paying employees and, and meet the bills, but they don't have sufficient cash. So they're really um, concerned and hoping to suspend the match, that is, to stop matching dollar for dollar or $0.50 per dollar what the employees are contributing. Again, that takes 90 days of advance notice before the match being suspended or reduced. But it's been estimated close to 200,000 companies are going to now start um, suspending or cutting back on their matches
0: we're joined by Olivia Mitchell from the Wharton School we're talking about 401k's and and, and how they could be uh, impacted by uh, the coronavirus outbreak and and some of the things that that people will be dealing with right now uh, is it your thought to process that with this as an option we may see a lot of people go down this route at least in the short term especially if they know that the money they might be getting you know especially if they've lost a job Uh, that the the money that they might be getting in terms of uh, coming through unemployment and even the the stimulus check is just not enough for them that they will go down this route?
1: It's certainly possible. Now technically to be able to take a withdrawal, a hardship withdrawal, you do have to meet certain criteria. That is it has to be initiated by something associated with the coronavirus. So either You've been tested and found positive, your spouse, or you've experienced a layoff or a furlough due to COVID. Now, in practice, most plan sponsors are allowing a pretty liberal interpretation of this. Um, or, for example, if you have had your childcare canceled and therefore can't go to work. So, you know, the, the effort is, I think, very understandable to give people quick access to cash, But what I would say is that the CARES Act is really not a stimulus act. It's kind of an effort to be a lifeboat, but it's a fairly short-term solution. So even if you did get um, your uh, slightly higher check, uh, depending on your income, right um, from the government, it's just a one-time check. It's not a, a... basic income support like Andrew Yang's uh, proposed during the election, the the, uh, the primaries. Um, so, getting $1,200 for a single filer uh, with income under 75000 is not going to really save the day, unfortunately. We're going to have to have much more stimulus and much more um, higher unemployment benefits even that have been, have been already implemented.
0: Could this potentially impact something like like, uh, uh, social security benefits as well?
1: Uh, well, Social security is already facing insolvency. It was facing it within about 12 years in the sense that there wasn't predicted to be enough revenue coming in to pay the entire uh, scheduled benefits. This just makes it worse because of two reasons. One, I think that uh, the decline in payroll with people losing their jobs, will mean that uh, the revenue will be cut much sooner, much harder. And two, I believe that people who are in their 60s might be, uh, out of desperation, needing to take Social Security early. So the benefit payments will begin earlier than anticipated. Now, that's a dangerous game, because if you take your benefits early, if you take them at 62 of age instead of 70, your benefits are going to be much, much smaller. If you delay till later, till age 70, your benefits would be 75% higher. But it may be as a matter of desperation, that's the best people can do.
0: And as you mentioned uh, with, the, uh, uh, with the stimulus check, that is right now, it's just a one-time thing. Uh, and that's not exactly, I mean, that will help some people, but it's not going to last very long. So it makes me wonder if if you find find more people that that put themselves in a tough spot right now or find themselves in a tough spot, not necessarily them putting themselves in one because of the fact that uh, they have to really look at a variety of different options right now before realistically going that route uh, of tapping into the 401k.
1: Yeah, I mean, prior to this most recent crash, it was uh, reported by Fidelity that the average 401k balance for people in their 20s was about $11,000, and it was about $41,000 for people in their 30s. It wasn't until you got to about uh, um, ages 50 to 59 that people have over $100,000, $163,000. So even though the CARES Act says you can access up to 100000 not very few people are actually going to have that much to access. So um, not only is the money not there, uh, but it will definitely have a negative effect on retirement downstream.
0: We're joined by Olivia Mitchell uh, from the Wharton School uh, talking about how uh, 401Ks could be impacted by the uh, uh, coronavirus outbreak, and obviously people uh, losing their jobs. And, and as you mentioned with the Social Security side of this, you already are looking at a, a period of time where Social Security's insolvency is coming uh, quicker and quicker. And, and here we're talking about a period of time. It may be you know six months. It may be eight months, whatever that might be. You're seeing uh, a much larger number of people that are out of work, You're seeing uh, a, a noticeable decline in terms of the money that will be collected during this period of time. It just speeds up that time frame even more.
1: Absolutely right. And the other thing that concerns me relatedly is that defined benefit pensions, both corporate, the few remaining corporate plans and state and local plans, are in increasingly worse shape. The fact that the capital market has done so poorly Right. Um, has really made much more difficult the underfunding issues in public plans. Um, moreover, the CARES Act permitted corporate plans, single employer defined benefit plans, to delay paying required contributions until next year. So anybody that was already facing underfunding is going to be compounding that, um, in the defined benefit world. So there really isn't much room for um, complacency anywhere, I'm afraid to say.
0: How much more do we need to focus on the underfunding issue in this country right now, Olivia? As you mentioned, there are so many uh, uh, pension plans that, uh, whether it be a state entity, whatever it might be, where the underfunding just continues to be a problem right now in this country.
1: Yes, underfunding have. A, company pensions and um, state and local plans has been on my horizon for a number of years, and a few other economists have paid attention to it. Before this crash, the estimate was that the state and local plans were underfunded about $4 trillion worth. It could well be you know, much higher now. And, of course, states and localities don't have the revenue coming in either that they had been projecting with people not working, people not shopping, not paying uh, uh, tax you know, on what they purchase and so forth. It's going to be a real debacle. Um, the issue is it'll take a while to become evident because these pension plans don't report uh, in a timely way. Usually it'll take a year before they report what their true funding status is. But you know it's out there.
0: This idea of allowing the potential dip into a 401k – uh in the first place from what i read it also had some issues in terms of the guidance uh in terms of doing this in the first place from the federal government that that, that guidance was delayed now obviously we're in a time where so many things are being ramped up at a, at a quicker fashion but you know the guidance itself is very important to be able to lay this out as well
1: well it's absolutely true and it's importantly, the, if you do lose your job and you've taken a loan or a, a withdrawal, you likely will have to pay it back and you'll have to pay income tax as well. And so that's the real clinch. If you're so desperate that you need to borrow from your plan and then you lose your job, um, that's a potential double whammy. So um, it's it's a big concern for me. I mean, down the road, what will happen? Some people may find they're going to have to work a lot longer if they can get and keep a job in the new economy that we're facing. Uh, But I think that lowered expectations is the most likely outcome here.
0: It's exactly it sounds like exactly the the same things we were talking about in in terms of the recovery from the uh from the recession a decade ago, people having to work longer and and whether or not they were going to be able to recoup all of the money that they lost during the uh during the downturn a decade ago
1: well the other issue that's so critical right now is that if you do lose your job, you know we have this system in the u s of health insurance being provided, not to everyone, but to yeah. people that have jobs where employers provide the health insurance. If you lose your job and you also lose your health insurance, then that just ramps up the risk that you face hugely, right? Because you may no longer be able to get your symptoms checked, uh, affordably. You may no longer get access to hospitals. Even that's already an issue, even in the current situation. So, um, This, I think, highlights the difficulty of having health insurance being provided at people's place of work. I think it's not a very effective model.
0: Again, for those people just joining us, if they are in one of these situations, you really uh, do need to look at all your different options here before making that move to, to take money out of the 401K.
1: Absolutely right. And if you have one more moment, the only other thing I would note is that the CARES Act also doesn't force people to take required minimum distributions out this year. So if you get to be 70 and a half years of age and you have a retirement account in the past, you were forced to take out about 4% this year. And this has been delayed so that people don't need to do that. Now, some people will need the money anyway. But the reality is that these these required minimum distributions were calculated using last year's stock market values, which were quite a bit higher than they are right now. So 4% out of a depleted pool is something that if you can defer, you probably should.
0: Right, yeah, that was gonna be my question because I guess if you can find a way to avoid having to take that uh, that option of that, that manual or that uh, expected distribution, this is a great way to be able to extend that out uh, a little bit by not having to take it.
1: Right, and about 20% of retirees now do take only the minimum. The rest would take more, of course. But so that 20 percent is allowed to delay a year, hope that the money that's invested makes, you know, recoups its value and then take it next year.
0: It's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Olivia, thanks very much for your time. Greatly appreciate your insight and uh, stay safe. And we will see you back on campus at some point down the road. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Olivia Mitchell from the Wharton School joining us here on our show.